I took my lad to Leeds. A season it's been the best a best one we've had for a while firstly let's let's talk about the playoff semis the first derby game that was good obviously the 1-0 win at our bit a bit more of a different story we we did actually go to the game but i mean the traffic was horrendous you know coming from uh manchester it took us one way it took us near like it was going to take us near barnsley and sheffield and then like literally when we were about a quarter of the way there, told us to turn back mm. and then go up the Leeds way. I did actually end up getting into the game because you dropped me off outside Ellen Road, didn't mm. you? And mm. I had to run run into the stadium whilst you had to find a parking space. So the first goal, when, when I saw it um, like on Instagram and that, it was... it was. We were still in the car when that, yeah, that went in, weren't I think we? It did look a bit of a lucky goal when you think about it, because it was like Calvin Phillips, it was a free kick from like nearly the halfway line, it mm. hit the post, mm. and then it just fell down to Dallas, mm. I think we got a bit uh, That's of a not luck though, is it? That's, that's, that's actually just really good play, you know, it's not luck when you're attacking like that and it hits a bar, and yeah, it comes down, but it's all, that's all happened because, you know, the play, the offensive play we've done there. It was there was something about that that there was always something in the air. The atmosphere was so amazing. I mean, you could hear um, driving up, and maybe you can. It's like that all the time, but because we were stuck in traffic, you could like windows down, and you could hear the stadium rocking um, whilst we were in those queues just off the M six two one, and then it, it it felt like that we were always going to win that game at that point. Yeah, you know, like, like listening to the commentary, hearing the stadium. I mean, I believe we weren't that great in that first half. It did take a while. Apparently, there was like signs of unconfidence knocking around. But you know, like you say, you, you got in and you saw it. And you, in fact, your first words to me, just literally as I walked up those steps, were we're battering them. Well, which we were, because literally when I walked in, I was too busy looking at my phone. But then. And then literally, I just saw a click shot hit the bar, and everyone just go like, "Ooh, like that." And yeah. That, and that, that bit, I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. If that went in, mm. scenes. I walked up. I bought a part. Well, you know, I, I had to park dodgily. Um, apologies if I took your parking space in that VIP car park. By the way, uh, it was one space I saw, and I thought, well, if they're not here by now, sack it. And I went and parked in it. So we, when I walked up those stairs, you know, first I need to check where Lad is. Oh, there he is. Great. And then all of a sudden, look down on the pitch and you see Kiko Casillas and Liam Cooper have what is essentially the turning point of the season. Although there is history of this happening, for me, that moment kind of crystallised the neg- negative things that have happened at Leeds this, this year on the field of play is bad decision-making by players and that was one hell of a bad decision i mean that lad comes out of goal so much he's got you know real record of doing it and it 
why are you standing that far out and then you're not going for the ball, you pause and you kind of wait for Coops to do it and Coops was pointing at the ball saying come for it. The decision making in that process was in in I've heard some it's uh, it's got a swear word at the end of it, but it's like a cluster and then a swear. Can't say it because it's you know, this is a family show. That that moment was just absolutely ridiculous. And that second goal that off the the next half I have I I can only go off my memory but did I just felt like there was a force field around the player who ended up scoring where our players somehow bounced off that and, and I'm sure would I be right in thinking Calvin Phillips got pulled back by one of their players as well in that Man, moment I, I mean I'm surprised if he I did. generally well, I haven't looked back at any of this but it felt like just kind of the 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 ocean opened up for that player to come in and score again it just felt like bad decision making by from everyone from click in the middle of the park all the way through i think there was a foul on phillips and then obviously kiko comes running out again goal and then the penalty man i, I didn't even know what happened i was too busy for the play it was the coop's shirt pulled and I don't know why, why because why to me you? it looked like Calvin Phillips had him covered off anyway, but then Coops did a shirt pull. So I was, three goals. Three goals we gave them through yeah. mistakes. Why? Why, Kiko, did you run out, you bloody idiot? Sorry for the swear, we'll beat that out. But, I mean, God. And then there's, you know, that bit where... Dallas, man. I mean, last two games. Where, where's he come really from? That, I mean, that is whew, unbelievable. But that bit where he scored, not only was it an awesome goal. I mean, he. I think it was just before that as well. He'd done something where he 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 almost looked like he went. I'm going to take this game by the scruff of the neck. And I'm, 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 he kind of like they had the ball, and he kind of barged his way through, and he like I'm going to get control of this, and he actually created a, and won the ball, and created a bit of a movement down that left hand side. Then, then seconds later, he's picking up the ball again, running around, taking out their players, and curling it into that bottom right hand corner. And the scenes then were, you know, it felt like we were in the East Stand Upper, and it felt like people were falling on us. You know, it was like, and I don't know how was that possible because how could they have? But we were in that east stand up, just uh, uh, above the the boxes, and and it just it was brilliant. And I actually found myself and a girl, just like complete strangers, cuddling each other and going, "This is it, we're gonna do it." And that girl grabbed you, didn't she? she came, like she came out of nowhere, and we were kind of like standing there, going, "Oh my god, this is it!" And I actually started to well up because I did. I like I, I when that one, I went. Oh my God! And it was for you, lad. I thought he's about to have the most amazing experience because of Leeds United, and I felt so, I felt so good for you that that was going to happen. You were about to see Leeds, you know, fight their way through to Wembley against adversity, and then you know, <laughs> just the 87th it, it, it was, it was, it was the complete opposite. In the end, it was a very Leeds. It was all the things. If if you've been listening to this podcast all the way through, and I, yeah, you know, everyone chips at me for being negative and you're positive. It it that is why I'm I am the way I am about Leeds because things like that. It's a very that was a very because you've experienced Leeds. Leeds. I think Berardi's still tackling people to this very moment in time, 
I mean, that was just cra- again decision making. To be fair, before it though, there were like a couple fouls. I think it was about two fouls. Yeah, yeah. there were like two shirt pulls yeah, at least. But, but then it. what do you do? Do you then go go you know go to the ground and stay down, or or try and get back into your position, shouting at the referee, or do you decide to kill everybody in sight wearing a derby? And there's bodies flying up in the air, and the referee's giving him a red card, and I'm sure he was still tackling people then. Um, it, again, it like I said about the Kiko thing, and we're probably skipping ahead to, to the episode where we come to our conclusions, but there was a lot in that playoff game that kind of represented, I think, why we did not go up uh, before the even playoffs. And, you know, decision making seems to be something that comes up a lot i think psychologically for that game we weren't we weren't right i mean you know we weren't ready for it we got i don't think derby did anything out of the ordinary yeah it's like i say it, it, from the commentary and from what i actually saw in the second half they weren't a better team than us i mean he made that change he made a change yeah. and brought that lad on up front so he played with two up front i think it yeah. was was that a tactical genius move no i just thought think it was i need to do something here i don't think it was particularly he saw it as a weakness or maybe did he maybe because when kiko came out he thought that keeper's dodgy let's put two up front and cause him a bit of confusion which in all fairness that second goal that's all i can assume the one that scored straight after half time i mean yeah well it it was weird it's like i said there was like a force field around that lad from what i remember jack marriott i think it well was. yeah and you know we all know about that kid and why wasn't he marked and how did he get so much free space and I don't know it just seemed like real disorganisation and and again bad decision making by Leeds but we didn't hang around at the end did we Uh, we got out um, I had a lovely parking space right outside the ground so we got out very quickly actually we were back home in Manchester by half ten which you know the irony of how long it took to get there uh, you know, I, I kind of wish we had held back because I wouldn't have minded just, you know, applauding the guys because that's one hell of a season they've given us. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was horrible that moment and I'm still not quite over that moment. Don't know how you feel. Mm, I'm kind of over it. Are you? Yeah. It wounds me a bit, but do you know what I think about? I'd, I'd really want to buy a season ticket for next year. Yeah. Because I loved it. And I think Bielsa will sign. I mean, when we're recording this... Um, you know, one of one of the contributors to this this podcast, uh, the review, LUFC Lewis was was tweeting out pictures of uh, Orta and uh, Bielsa in the sky bar, which looked like you know a lot of documents that way they were quite happily re- going through transfer targets, contracts. I don't know, but um, you know that that whole club this year has gone a class above to where they've been in so long, so long. We kind of got a feeling with Monk. We got a little bit of flavour of uh, what, like, kind of what we had this year. Then, then it, last year just went up, absolute topsy turvy. Like at the start of the year, we were dead confident. Yeah, just but January. you know, Thomas Christiansen, you know, it just. I mean, you know, when you think about Paul Heckingbottom, <laughs> why did we get? Well, him? you know, and and then then to what the guys did around the club as a whole over that summer, getting Bielsa in. Um, and what they the did to those players who the previous season just didn't look up to it at all. I know we're, we're saying they weren't up to it by the end of now, but I mean, they ended up third, man. You know, that's like it was, the best, well, this was great. Place we've come for a while. And that stadium is just, you've got to be there. There's not a better one. There's not a better stadium than that. So thank you 
Radrazani, Kinnear, Orta, Bielsa and, and co. That was one hell of a season. Defenders and GKs. That's right. We're going to go through all the defenders. Now, believe it or not, I think it's about 14 players played in defence or goalkeepers today. And wow. and so there's quite a lot to go through. So rather than knowing what fair order to go through, if you remember post the West Brom podcast when we, when we absolutely gave them up in at Elm Road, everyone was so great. We went through individually one by one, but we chose them by introducing Mervyn. <laughs> The random ball generator, otherwise known as uh, our bingo tombola machine. Uh, lad has got it here. Do you want to give everybody a noise of what Mervin sounds like? There you go. That's Mervin spinning round. And essentially what happens here, a ball will drop out and that will be the squad number of one of a, a goalkeeper or uh, one of the defenders. And then we just will give it a quick review and hopefully you'll join in. And, and the great thing is... Uh, for you know other opinions we got in touch with lots of other content creators of Leeds United Media and it's you know some of the top guys from well all the guys from Talking Shut have uh, given us some views on each of these players and scenarios so we'll bring you that we've got uh, people like the vloggers uh, Joe from All Leeds TV LUFC Lewis who's contributed to the show before an absolute legend and the same with uh, SJ Wilson he's given us a few views as well so we have got uh, a real great um, array of uh, Leeds United content creators of which we want you to follow uh, subscribe to their stuff we'll tell you where to get them but let's get going Mervyn who's first are we gonna review 35 which is Connor Shaughnessy so I mean he played one game in the League Cup <coughs> for us this year and I think it was when we lost against Preston um, uh, what's the views on him? Well, did he have a good season up at... Um, where did we send him off to? Hearts. Was it Hearts? Yeah, did they have Hearts. a good season? So, in the league, nine appearances, zero goals. For Hearts? Yeah. Only nine appearances. So, he hasn't had a great season, has he, really? Yeah. I think he's probably one of those who just isn't... I actually, last season, at times, thought he looked really quite good. There was one game in particular where he was doing some great passing... Um, was it? I don't think it was the Ipswich game. Wouldn't it be the Millwall game? It might have been actually the Millwall. Lost five, yeah, I think it, it, I think it might have been there. But I mean, I've, I think I've seen him have one game in the last two seasons that I thought, yeah, you look decent. So yeah. let's go to another one. He'll probably be transfer list, and maybe Hearts will pick him up. Doesn't look like the world. Number forty, Leaf Davis. Leaf Davis. Now, Leaf, he, he had one game in the FA Cup Villa. and the League Cup. Played for and then he came on, came on in the league. Oh, did he come on as a sub, or no, was no, it? No, was he like the last Barry minute? Got Ill. He got yeah. ill, and he looked good, isn't he? Is he from Morecambe? Is he the Morecambe boy? That Villa game, by the way, of which a lot of our contributors today have said, is is was one of the great our great moments. So you know, fair play, Leaf Davis. He's one of he's one of those lads who I think we've got to keep. You know, maybe put out on loan, but let's keep within the squad. He's one for the future. We've got lots of roles. Must be half decent because in all the games that he's come on or started, and we've won. Yeah. So what games were they? Villa. Yeah. Leeds. Yeah. Uh, not Leeds. I mean Derby, Rotherham, 
and Swansea, but then there's just QPR and the FA Cup. So you know he's he's been part of of uh, some good moments for us. So yeah, definitely Leif Davis. Uh, great, good, good season. Really came out of nowhere, didn't he? Yeah, we got another one here. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Jamal, Jamal Blackman. Well, I mean, two appearances in the League Cup. And he got injured. So um, had that terrible injury. Uh, didn't really bring anything to the table, but not necessarily his fault. Um, not yeah. the, not the best uh, loan signing we had. In fact, a lot of the loan signings we did this time kind of uh, you know Jamal Blackman sums up the the performance there. What we got next? Number fifty two, Alpo Harm. Alpo Harm. Well, you've got a fact on Alpo Harm. He actually has the highest uh, shot percentage ratio to goals. Um, out of the whole entire Leeds squad, what one shot, one goal, so a hundred percent. I mean, what more can you? Argue? There's actually been times, hasn't there, where we've been short on defenders. There was that period, I think, uh, Pontus was out, and we all thought he would take the spot, didn't we? Yeah. And I think we were all quite comfortable with him taking Phillips. the spot. Took it. Well, then Phillips ended up playing centre back for a good run, didn't he? Yeah. And you know, don't don't get me wrong, we we did really well with Phillips at centre back during that period. And in fact, I think the first game where we were able to get Phillips back out, he went and got sent off and then banned. But um, again, you know, he's been a big player for the uh, the under twenty threes as well. Uh, I think we knew about him before the start of his season, but. I would throw at him as one of the, the squad. He's, he's good to have moving forward, yeah. uh, keeping in the squad. I'd like to think he could maybe step up a little bit next season because that's a position we need. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, we've got two came out. Let's do one first. So, Luke Ayling. Number two, Luke Ayling, kind of standing captain. Um, I think overall, you know, he played 38 league games for us out of, is it a 46 season? Yeah, two goals. Um, uh, that's probably, you know, because he's been injured in previous, uh, he's yeah. scored a couple of goals. He had this real kind of bad patch, was it around Christmas he really kind of went, so. went off I the think. ball and he was getting a lot of heat, which I think was unnecessary, but, you know, considering, I think, who was it, was it? Was it Heckingbottom? I think he really fell out of sorts with Heckingbottom, didn't he? And like Heckingbottom was rumoured to. I'm sure. I, I'm. I don't know why I've got it in my head. I'm sure there was something where we all thought Heckingbottom was going to replace Ailing. And you know what? Ailing's come back this season. Like I say, 38 games this season. And that's fantastic. Two goals from him. He still perfects that Luke Ayling drop to win fouls all the time. He's always yeah. deceiving referees with that one. Um, I think he's had a good season. I'm really happy. He had he had that bit of a patch where ooh, we we're all going, oh my god, he's off it. But he came back strong. I thought he yeah. came back strong for the end. He was a one of ones who can be proud of how, how he finished. And then the other one that fell out, number twenty-eight, Gaetano Berardi. Berardi. So I mean, we 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 touched on the the chaos of, of Berardi uh, and I think that's the thing I think Berardi was that's what I like about him though I just like how well, he's like, a bit like you know has that fire inside of him I mean we love that but I think what what and we have to say this is what happens and in fact I don't think he's been sent off that much this year is that he's not his only wants. I think that might just be his only red card this year I think, um, I think with Berardi the problem is He's a I, I we we love him. He's a lead type player. All he's got the passion of the fans, you know. But the, I think what I really loved about Berardi this season, 
Uh, I think he started at centre-back, didn't he, at the beginning? Because we had a, a Pontus issue, and he did brilliantly. Just remember that game, you know, I've got visions of him beating, trying, well, trying to beat Crouch in the air. <laughs> and just, you know, he gives everything. And then when we were at Villa, he was in the stands, wasn't he, behind the goal? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he really gives us everything like that. He's one of them who, who in the mix has a real positive um, influence. The problem is, which I think sums up where he just falls short of the kind of player we do need, is exactly what happened in the playoff. He's psychologically not at the standard we need uh, for decision-making and controlling and honing that type of passion moving forward, which I hate because I, I hate saying that because we do love him. We do love Barad. Oh. Another two falling out. Right, now. Two. What have we got then? So we have number three, Barry Douglas. Mm. Twenty-one appearances, big bad injury. I I think I think he was a bit of a. I think he's up there. I think for the value we got him for, I think he's worth it. But he's like one of them things where like you buy it, but mm. it's not what you expected. Because like last season for Wolves, he he was. He got the most assists mm. of the season, yeah. and then when he comes over here, it's like gets like half of that. Yeah, I think he was like, yeah, he did get like fluttered with injuries, and I think Alioski, who came in at left back and did a fantastic did a job, job. Yeah. I think I think it was quite hard for him to get back into that, the team. That um, the the best moment I saw of him was was it the Millwall game where he crossed it in? It was a wonderful cross. And I think that was about it. And I think he apparently was playing with a really bad injury in that as well. And I think that's when we, we kind of lost him not long after that, was it, Millwall? But, yeah, I think it's disappointing. Do you know what it is? Do you know what I think we all feel like really disappointed? If I'm going to just go straight to the point. We've we've seen videos of him scoring absolute thunderbolts of free kicks yeah, for balls. Like and we just never... Like two and, and, and we never And we never saw that for us. And I think that's why, if we were going to be honest, we thought, because other than that, then there was that huge mistake against Sheffield United, man. Oh, oh God, yeah. I've just remembered that. He was well out of position for that. And uh, so, yeah, but I, I mean, you know, first, he might have had a first bad season. I think he's one of those who might come back next year and, and whoop some butt for us. Yeah. Then number 15, Stuart Dallas. Well, I mean, no matter what happened in the season of the the 46 games before the playoffs the the last two games against derby he was i mean hello stuart dallas you yeah. know that was absolutely epic i think i think i still reckon next season he might be starting at left back in the first well, game but I, i'm not, i don't know about uh, left back but you know we in in a world where you know everybody's getting a little bit older um you know luke ailing like we said we, we can see he doesn't um, he struggled to, you know, perform for the full season at such a high standard. You know, that I feel really comfortable having Stuart Dallas there to yeah, play because he's right-footed, Stuart Dallas. I, th- I mean, it was what I think worked. Dallas is good at like cutting, cutting inside, in. though. That's the thing. Which is what we just don't get from our left wingers, Harrison, yeah. Alioski, and you know Barry Douglas in that attacking. So it, I, I think. With him being able to do that same job at right back, and being able to do the job at left back, those last two games stand up, Stuart Dallas, and he stood up. Yeah. Mm. And then number twenty, Tom Pierce. 
Well, he was one of them. He just had a few. Did he start some cup games? Yeah. Did he start? Did he yeah. Went, yeah, I think I can remember. Then he went out on Scunthorpe, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, did it go well for him at Scunthorpe? Do we know? I saw Is a video it? of him scoring an absolute worldie from halfway. Well, well, off off the off the back of last season, we were all kind of still quite excited to have him. As the depth for Barry Douglas. Well, we well, still we still got a place. I think he's in the like the England's under twenty summit or something like that. I mean, he's obviously a talented lad, but uh, I'll be honest. If I had a feeling someone was going to go from all the people we've done this, I think it might be him, just on the basis that he, I, he just doesn't look like he fits in Bielsa's plans. I mean, he's, he he came on as a sub and got subbed in one game. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I remember. weren't we at that game? Yeah, and then I think he then went off and. You know, he went off on loan. I, I, everything I've ever seen of a lad before this season, I thought he'd look great, and yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. Like last season, and like you're saying, he's scoring wonder goals over at Scunthorpe. I mean, you know, maybe that's more his level for now, where he can get games and do stuff like yeah. that. But I'll be sad to see him go. It's always sad to see the kids go. But out of all the kids we've seen this year, obviously he's he's, he's not a Bielsa baller. Yeah, and then the next one, number thirteen. Hmm. Uh, Will Huffer, Huffer. I think. played one game when we were all we were on our backside of keepers, weren't we? Did yeah, all Jamal had go? Um, Peacock was was he injured? Yeah, he yeah, came in in that one game sheet. and he looked great. Yeah, <laughs> and he went went on loan to Barnet, was it? I think for yeah for three months. He's, he's, like he's quite good on Instagram. I'll give him that. But no, do you know what? Hundred percent. Um, you know, he got his chance and and he looked all right. He looked quite comfortable. I think his kicking was a bit dodgy from what I remember yeah. in that game. Was that the Brentford game? It wasn't Brentford, was it? Against Bristol City. That's right. It was a Bristol City game, wasn't it? But he did play against Brentford in the FA Cup for Barnet. Barnet, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a Bristol City game where Bristol were really... I mean, we were looking at him going, who are these guys? No one would have thought they'd be as good as they were. I'll be happy with him being in the squad. What's the next number? Next one. Number nine, six. Liam Cooper, Captain Coops, right. So some correspondence on this. Actually, he comes up quite a lot um, as one of the players who, you know, really, really benefited from Bielsa. Um, uh, talking shots, Ben, the, the, the older Ben, the holiday Ben, um, at Binks Leeds. You can find him on Twitter. Obviously, make sure you subscribe to Talking Short Podcast, where uh, Ben is one of the co-hosts. You know, he mentioned to us that um, you know, as far as Coops is concerned, Coops stepped up and you know was ninety-five percent uh, being decent this season. You know, I think I remember when he came back from that that injury and he looked great. He looked like exactly what we needed. Um, but you know, he has been a part of those mistakes. Yeah, Sheffield yeah. United. Derby, as as uh, Ben flags up. Uh, also, Joe from All Leeds TV, um, when asked a question about who you think you know Bielsa has um, really inspired, he flagged up. You know, along with Ruth, and he went with Calvin Phillips at the one who who really um, took advantage of Bielsa's coaching. But Cooper was mentioned in there as well. So, All Leeds TV, Joe, make sure you go on uh, YouTube. Or Leeds TV, and you can follow Joe at Wayneman Joe on Twitter. What we got next? Uh, next oh well, one. our thoughts on Coops. We haven't mentioned our thoughts on uh, Coops. Yeah. We mentioned theirs. I mean, you go first because I have got I've got a quite a a cutting end well, to my definitely one of his best best seasons at Leeds from when he the asked best season. Was, I yeah, think. the best. But yeah, overall, overall did well. Got a couple goals. 
you know, three goals. I think I think he was great. Yeah, I I um going to have a consistent run here. I think he absolutely. I agree with Ben and Joe and yourself on. He's really benefited from from the Bielsa magic. I um, think it's his been best season, but I just think those moments we've mentioned, Sheffield United derby, as much as he's been brilliant, and when he came back from that injury and he was such a breath of uh, <laughs> a breath of fresh air when he did. I think the problem at this moment in time, I don't know how this improves, but I think that psychological decision-making issue is just not up to the standard we need. And that's always kind of plagued Coops, I think, ever since in his Leeds career. Just decision-making has cost us in those big moments, in the big moments, like a lot of them, not, he's not just alone. And that's the only issue I've got with him. Other than that, he's had a wonderful season for us. Uh, in a Lee and Cooper context, and he's been a great captain this year. And, you know, in the Championship, I'm happy for him to continue that role next year if we don't get anyone in better than him, um, both technically and, and psychologically. Then, number 18, Pontus Janssen. Oh, yeah, we've got some uh, correspondence on this as well. Quite controversial stuff with Pontus, believe it or not, but what's your feeling on Pontus? I love him. He's definitely up there with one of my favourite players at Leeds. I think the passion, I think even his play style as well, I think is quite good. He can win He can win the headers against the tall players. He's the player we need because he's the player that can win headers and that, although other people think, well... Oh, no, there's, a, there's a lot of different um, views on him. He he uh, technically does some wonderful on um at the feet stuff you know some of the tackles that he made this season can you remember the ones where he's like the play goes behind him and he span round and he's you know his timing was so perfect he'd like almost do a spinning poet like an ice skater and, and then get the it blackburn it's almost like a karate move wasn't it when we went to that blackburn game when mm. we won three two mm. and he like absolutely did danny graham and bradley oh. dark i mean he is without doubt a top-class defender. Um, I think I kind of understand why a few people um, fall out of love with Pontus because it feels like... And again, I think the the Villa game where he went, no, I'm going to tackle him, sack it. And Berardi went in and it, you know was reminded, look, you do what Bielsa says, you're not an individual. And that's, I think, what people pick up on with Pontus a little bit. And... Not that they really want to see him it. go. I loved how he did well, that. Well, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I, I did, and, and not being funny, we were all in the stadium that time going, don't you bloody dare. Or we were sitting at home going, don't you dare let them score. You know, none of us wanted that to happen. Um, to, to, um, talking shuts, Gary, at Dinglebert Dev, um, always back in the show on social. Thank you very much. But he was saying rather controversially, if we were going to let anyone go in the summer, uh, he think it's time for Pontus Janssen to leave. Feels he is still probably um, thinking he is more, it's more about him. Also thinking positioning-wise, he's questionable a bit this season. So again, it's kind of that, it's not about the team, it's about me and my individual performance. And you kind of think what might happen, he's 28, is he now? And he might be sitting there thinking after that. And it was always, he almost like did the, uh, my last game, I'm going to absorb in the Ellen Road vibe. He he sat in the stadium on his own and wasn't in the changing room at the end of the game. I saw the photos, some quite famous photos on, on the socials. 
and you, I kind of looked at that and going, why is he doing that? He's like removed himself from the hub to sit out on his own. And I think at 28, do you know what? If someone comes in, offers us big money, he's going to want to go. I don't think he will be that akin to, to Leeds in, in that. I, I much prefer him to stay. Yeah. I'd much prefer him to stay. And as a review as his season, he's absolutely been one of our better players. I mean, there was there's been some absolute mess ups by Janssen. Brentford um springs to mind straight away on that front. But um yeah, uh I kind of it's controversial with Pontus. It's controversial with Pontus. Yeah. In, it's interesting times ahead, I feel. And now by the way, when we were doing this, Vincent Company's become available, so hey. Yeah. You never know. Who would you rather have? Pontus or Vincent? Oh, Vincent and Pontus? Yeah. I'm quite good. Number 33, Kiko Casilla. Mm. Wow. Well, you go. You were, you were very happy to see him arrive, weren't I, you? It, well, I think, well, like you, like you said, I, I was very happy in need to sign him to get a Real Madrid goalkeeper mm. for free. He may mm. not be that high up in the like the order there, but but still he's a he, he's getting coached by world class coaches that like no one else in the world has. Mm. I think he has like the the off game, you know, where he, like he will do a mistake like Derby because before that in the in the Derby which is unacceptable. Yeah. Which, which is unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so what well, the way he he acted in that game was unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. But then like he has like the off game, you know, like Bailey Peacock Farrell, that West Brom game when we lost four one. They were like, that one. There was like a shot from miles out, and then uh, like hit his wrist, but his like his hand didn't even stop it. It like bounced over mm. his hand. I think I just can't. I I I just find it hard. Other than it felt like, if uh, let, let me uh, a positive for him was that I would attribute to him. He brought a presence to that uh, defensive line. When you, you almost saw, it it felt like the back four, whoever they were, had more confidence in him than than Bailey Peacock Farrell. There was a presence there, and you know there was. Bailey Peacock Farrell moments where you'd like kind of always see. In fact, we're coming on to Bailey. He, he must be the last one, is he? He's yeah, the last he's, one in Mervyn. So we got him. But well, on Kiko, I just didn't see anything that showed me what a great shot stopper he was. Yeah, there was there was some good saves. Don't get me wrong, but nothing that I hadn't seen Bailey Peacock do before. Um, and that those moments. I mean, the Ipswich one you can get away with because it was it was a game that wasn't you know required. Yeah, you know, okay. we weren't there. I I just feel like the his decision making in that playoff game was highly influential on on the final outcome of that game, and and for me that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. He he's got a lot to prove next season, I think. Yeah. Communication. He needs to sort out his communication. So who's next? Bailey Peacock Farrell. Bailey Peacock Farrell, the final, the final one of this episode of Defenders and GKs, and we've ended on the last GKs. He came in for uh, criticism I felt was unfair. I think a lot of the times 
he uh, it kind of all started I thought the question started against one of our, it was one of our best Leeds games remember against Derby away yeah. and that free kick they scored I think people started jumping on a bit of a a Bailey Peacock Farrell ooh he's not good enough bandwagon then I think that's when the bandwagon got wheeled out the shed yeah. um, for me I think that lad is a, a super talented goalkeeper um, as well. I love how he, he balls at the, the defence for such a young lad that gives some confidence He that that really reduced I feel like when we were coming up to the transfer window time and actually we started conceding a lot more goals but a lot of those man it was what was going on in front of him rather than what he was doing himself yeah. you know I think you know stand up and be counted it was not Bailey Peacock Farrell's fault for a lot of those games we conceded a high number of goals I just thought it was even when Kiko tipped up I thought that was really harsh to drop him straight away but you used to see him sitting on the bench and he'd be cheering on the team he wasn't a problem child at all he was ready to go when he had to step in Um, you know when Kiko got banned he came in stepped in had a great performance off you go so for me I actually think the lad should look and go I've had a great season it's because of circumstances of um, you know these guys just kind of needed that that gravitas signing in goal the the one that was a name like everything you said about Kiko before is oh he's come from Real Madrid he's he's, you know being coached by these I think that's what they were more looking for to bring in is he any what what is Kiko any better than Bailey Peacock Farrell as a goalkeeper? For me, that's yet to be proven. I think the lad had a great we season. Haven't seen too much of him though, because you look at seventeen games from Kiko, mm. then Bailey Peacock Farrell's played twenty-eight. Well, when 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 um, uh, Kiko got banned after the Sheffield United game, uh, I was on Twitter and I think it was LUFC stats. Um, I contacted him and he con- put us in touch with someone else who gave us some some uh, insight into percentages of games played so make it putting it on a level and and Kiko did come out on top as far as at that moment in time and obviously Kiko then came back into the side but it's very close and I think it has been very close for Bailey Peacock Farrell and do you know what if you turn around to me at the Man United game and say Bailey Peacock Farrell's in goal for us I'd be absolutely fine with that all the defenders that done. is all the defenders done um, episode one in the next one we move on to the midfielders now in the midfielders we have I think we always knew this was kind of going to be the uh, most talked about um, positions because of what's happened a lot of the greatest moments and worst moments of our season kind of all spawned out of there some of the best performances surprise performances came out midfielders so I there's lots and lots of talking points in the next episode make sure you're subscribing and this podcast will just land in your phone wherever you play your podcast from subscribe guys and you will get the next episode straight away it's coming in the next 24 hours so make sure you subscribe don't miss it because midfielders is going to have some great talking points remember to get us on the socials as well at lad to leads insta and twitter just search for i took my lad to leads on your um, facebook if you want to check us out there but make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app and We will see you for the midfield review next. I took my lad to Leeds.
Join the conversation on Twitter. Follow on Instagram at Lad to Leeds. Facebook. Search Lad to Leeds.